0: Dave how did this game come about you You know this is actually uh, through uh, Dave Odom who runs the Maui Classic and he's in charge of a couple other uh, events and uh, when we left when we left the Maui Classic a year or so ago uh, he asked me if we'd be interested in a game in the United Center and then last uh, about this time last year I think is when um, he was talking about uh, we had no he had Northwestern and Illinois thought he had Dayton and then he wanted us to come and so and I think the game before us is it Dayton and Northwestern yeah, yeah. is that the game before us yeah. so uh, um and you know Dave he's he's a he was a un- unbelievably good coach and now he's kind of got that hard duty of having to be in charge of the Maui Classic and He, through the process of getting to know him, he he goes over there in June for a week, and I think he goes over there in September for a week, and then he's there for the tournament. So uh, he he gets to spend a few weeks in Hawaii. Maybe I'll try to get that gig. (laughs) 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 I can be the heir apparent. (laughs) Terry spoke a little bit about the differences between playing here and playing in an NBA arena and how it affects the players and their shots and you know things like that is there like one specific thing that's different about playing in an NBA arena or is it just like a mentality probably it's probably space you know the, there's they're big and they're and this is probably the one of the biggest in the country as far as just space is concerned and it's it's kind of like you know when guys talk about playing uh, in domes in the NCAA tournament, you know, it's just, there's just a difference between, I mean, you played in maybe these large NBA arenas, now you're going to a dome, you know, to play the championship. So there's a little bit of a difference. But I think personally my my biggest uh, uh, adjustment is just experience. There's guys just going through it. And there's there's a a little bit of mystique when you go in those places and you see the... You know, in the back in back in the caverns of the of those facilities, all the the photos and pictures and walls of the history of the arena. Like when we went to Madison Square Garden a couple times, you know, you you not only see all the the, the you know the the New York Knicks and the NBA, but you see just all of the concerts and events and things that have happened in there. And uh, it's important to just kind of block all that out and get to the court and then play. And you know our history has kind of been that we're not that good in the first half and then we're better in the second half and, and hopefully we can put two two good halves together here. About a third of the way through the season and you guys are kind of established for yourselves as a really good rebounding team. What, what do you think that is? Is that kind of an effort on the coaching staff to get more out of those guys or is it just guys naturally want to go to the rim and put on boards? So? Well I, I think you know you you want to be an opportunistic offensive rebounding team where you can you know grab those and get second possessions and but uh i think that you know defensive rebounding is it, it's kind of a it's a system of how, of how you run things and our, our big guys have got to be really physical and lock guys up and then our guards are um have got to really be involved we've had good rebounding guards over the years and uh you know this year yoli and and uh and Eric, you know, are the, I think our best two defensive rebounders, and then the third is uh, LJ. And so, uh, I think that some ways it's a little bit of our system, but to me, it, it we need to become better at defensive rebounds. I think that they're, and, and not just not not just the ball off the rim. It's the ball off the rim, off the hand to the floor, and that's the ball we need to get. And I think that. Uh, if you could take one thing from the Colorado game, is that we were really on those balls. We we got our hands on balls, and we got we were committed to, uh, you know, to to make that play. And even even when, you know, we went through that that offensive drought where we couldn't score, the the energy level never died on the other end, and that's that's a good sign for a young team. To, you can see that energy always going when, when things are going well offensively, but but uh, I, I was impressed with that, and, and hopefully we, we we turn the page, we took a step here, um, and that can be a you know a real uh, milestone for us, and we can reference point, and we can go back to it, and and because that's a good win, that was a really good win. What stands out to you about Illinois? Watch my film and what uh, challenges they. Provide? Two things: their size. And their skill level. I mean you, you, you assume that they'll be athletic. you're playing a you know a power five conference team and and so uh, but but you know they they played three or four six ten, six, eleven guys one six of the guys who starts. six eleven 280 big guy that is you know really uh, skilled close to the basket then they've got a couple other guys that are skilled at about 12 to 15 feet uh, with size and then their guards can really shoot and they're quick and so i I'm, I'm i'm really impressed with john's team i think he's got a group that uh, uh, is going to really win a lot of games how big is this team is, is this game as far as that resume building that you? well i i think that you know those those things are always in the back of your mind i don't want them to be in the front of our minds i want the, the game plan and our ability to you know, kind of duplicate the effort that we got for 40 minutes outside of our building. That's the, kind of the most important thing for me. And and I think if we duplicate that effort, effort that we'll win. I I believe that. I I think that if it's a 20-minute effort or a 30-minute effort and and we play really hard but we don't execute, I mean, if we don't execute. And we execute really well but we don't play very hard, then it's not going to be a very good day for us. And we have to have both of those things going for us. And... uh You know, it's been a long time. I I don't know if I've ever had it here uh, where the last eight, ten minutes, eight, nine minutes of a game that is highly competitive, one we really need to win, and we're playing with three freshmen and two sophomores on the floor. I I don't don't know if – I I, I mean, our teams have always been uh, laden. We've just had upperclassmen, and – and that's, uh, it surprised me. When I watched I watched it Sunday night and then I watched it again. I mean, uh, Saturday night and then I watched it again on Sunday a couple of times. I watched it two or three times this week. And I, I, I don't know if we've ever seen that here in my tenure. And it um, kind of makes you believe that this group's grown up a little bit. I hope so. Not to jump too far ahead, but when you think your mind kind of goes to the West Coast Conference, what stands out to you so far about how you going to have you to prepare for that, that Well, it's, I mean, I think it's as good as it's ever been. And, you know, I think that with, uh, you know, I don't think Gonzaga's ever been 10-0. Someone told me that the other day. It's the first time in the history of their program they've been 10-0. Um, St. Mary's is. Uh, got a it's just one of those kind of teams that is so efficient, so effective, and, and UT Arlington kind of, um, you kind of really you know, you had a game plan that kind of took them, sped them up a little bit, which I'd never seen them really get that kind of sped up. Uh, so those two teams come to mind right up the top, obviously. Um, and then we got four coaches that we've never seen before. That is going to be really interesting. And I haven't spent a lot of time. That's what probably the, the, the holidays will be for me, is trying to figure out these new guys and where we're going. But obviously Santa Clara is the – the most important thing on our mind once I get started because that's our first game. You've talked previously about Eric Mika and sort of the challenges he faced having to learn new rules that the NCAA put in while he was on this mission. How would you assess through this point in the season um, just his ability to learn the new rules? And well, I was, I was surprised that. early, okay, and I, I was surprised early that it was such a problem as far as the foul issues. You got. Those two games in Vegas reminded me of years ago. I don't know if you guys remember. We went back to Brooklyn, and Brandon Davies got two fouls in the Florida State game and the Notre Dame game. You know, before we even started, it seemed like in the layup line, he got two fouls in both of those games. And uh, but but I, I, I and Eric had those same two two games, kind of you know as far as the first ten minutes in uh, in Vegas. But I believe that he settled into. And there's going to be more games where he's going to have two fouls in the first half because it's a really physical game and guys are going right at him. And and he will, you know, continue to contest at the rim, especially as a second defender where he can go straight up and straight down. And with that collision, there's going to be calls, you know. I think the most important thing and the most – the best – the thing that I'm impressed with the most is that we've played him with three fouls and he stayed at three fouls uh, – for a lengthy, you know, for a long time, lengthy minutes, and and that's uh, where you can see the improvement. I think your team as a whole. So you're coming off two really good wins. What difference have you seen besides what you just mentioned about Eric Mika defensively in your team in those wins? Well, I think I think that uh, defensively we're growing. Right? We got guys in the right place a lot more often, but you can tell that we're still really thinking about being there instead of reacting once we get there. And that's where the improvement I can still really see with this group is not only being in the right place, but then making the play. Making the get your hand on a ball, you know, be there and, and anticipate, you know, that next pass and deflect it a little bit. And then that's how you can you used to be able to kind of disrupt the timing of, of other people's offense by chugging the, the cutter knocking the guy, you know, or taking him off the screen. And that supposedly is all out of the game. And so now you have to do it, you know, with, with deflections. And because you, got, you still have to find a way to break the timing of their, you know, their offensive flow or they're going to have the advantage. And so I think that's the key. Not only get to that spot, but actually be prepared and ready to make play. We saw Kyle on the bike most of the practice. Is he taken – Kyle will practice tomorrow. He'll practice tomorrow. He's on kind of a a program right here. We're trying to control the, the swelling here. And, uh, and and I think that uh, we'll get him out there tomorrow for a good run. He's fully prepared to play on Saturday. I wish he could practice a little bit more, but uh, he'll give us what he can. What about Elijah? Elijah's... Uh, I'm going to say week, 10 days away from where we can actually get him out there and see how it responds. He's in kind of a resting time right now uh, responding to a procedure that he had. Terry said you guys had changed the rims in the practice facility. No, no, but no, we... I was trying to get... We, did, we just bought... We, we, uh, when we built the annex, okay, we couldn't duplicate the 1984 standards that we had in the Merit center, so we bought new ones. But we bought, So we bought new ones for the practice facility and for the Marriott Center, and they're, they're basically the same uh, standard that, you, that, that are, they cart all over the country for the NCAA tournament. They got a longer neck, so you've got more room on the baseline before you run into the standard, and then the rim and the backboard is a is a different. I mean, it's, there's a whole bunch of different kinds you can purchase, but this one is uh, more similar to what's being used today in all these arenas. Because it's because you're playing a lot more games in these neutral sites. Well, the, the, the things biggest thing is we purchased now. it in 2016 instead of 1984. <laughs> 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 they don't make those anymore. <laughs> <do> they? <laughs>
1: They're hard to find. We looked around.
0: We're looking for a vintage standard. Yeah. <laughs>